you this morning, God's attention is not away from you. Just because people around you have needs, He's touched with the infirmities of your need. He knows about you. He, can, he is omnipresent. He can be everywhere at the same time here in all of our prayers. But it's amazing how God uses us to meet other people's needs. But sometimes we feel like that. God, you're so busy, you don't have time to listen to me. But I want to tell you this morning, He does. He does. In our text this morning, go to your Bibles to the book of St. Mark. Mark chapter number 1. Uh, while you're getting there, let me just mention Wednesday night. I, last Wednesday, two weeks ago, I started a series uh, on Hosea. Hosea is the four, is 14 chapters, yet uh, this will be the shortest series I've ever preached. I, I, I talked about it one night. Next week I'll show the movie. We'll call it done. Uh, I want you to read the book, though. Homework. Uh, read the book of Hosea uh, this week. It is an amazing love story. And it's all about, I mean, it's judgment. It's all about God talking to Israel about forsaking him and leaving him and following after other gods. And uh, we're going to watch that movie. We're not just going to watch a movie. I'm pulling out the big popcorn machine. You walk in here, that popcorn is going to be popping. You're going to think you walked into Times Square. It's, we're going to be popping popcorn. We're going to have all kind of drinks. Uh, let me rephrase that. <laughs> We'll have Cokes and Dr. Peppers and water and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, but it's, gonna, it's a fun time. It's, it's modern, and it goes back in time. And so we're, we see two different things. There's a lot going on. But it's called uh, Amazing Love. And it's just the story of Hosea. So I, I just want to show it to you. And it'll have, it's an hour and 20 minutes. So we're going to get started. Pretty Church starts at 6.30. We'll probably start the movie by 6.35. So get here. Get your popcorn. Get a seat. And uh, boom, we'll start, and we'll have a fun time. So you're in Mark, okay? Mark chapter number 1, verse number 29. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Now, who is Simon? Peter. Everybody say Peter. Remember Peter. I love Peter in the Bible because he's always getting in trouble. Reminds me of me. Always sticking his foot in his mouth. Uh, but man, Jesus just gave him chance after chance, didn't he? Aren't you glad? But in this situation, they're following the, their disciples and they're following Jesus and they leave church and uh, they go to Peter's house. Well, when they get there, Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a fever. They told Jesus about her. He went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. Man, aren't you glad that this didn't happen in 2020? Gee, Peter's mother-in-law, sick with a fever, and everybody told Jesus, Put your mask on and get out of here. Don't touch her. Stay six weeks, six, six feet away from her. Yeah, stay six weeks away. <laughs> aren't you glad Jesus doesn't follow COVID protocols? Huh? He's not scared of your sickness or your disease. Jesus had a bad habit of touching people he wasn't supposed to touch. Aren't you glad 
Come on, there's hope for you this morning. Somebody said, stay away from them. They're bad news. Stay, stay away. They, 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 they're sick. They got a disease. They got this. And you know what? And Jesus is not scared of you. And he'll come right up close. And they said, they said, Peter, your mother-in-law's sick in bed. She's got high fever. And Jesus just went right to her and took her by the hand and helped her up. The fever left her. And she began to wait on them. Oh, I love this. I think, I think they went to church. They got home from church. And, and all the way, Peter had been telling Jesus, Jesus, my mother-in-law can cook. Listen, she's got chicken frying right now. Listen, she's got cornbread and beans. And there's mashed potatoes. And listen, we're going to eat good. My mother-in-law, she's got it going on. And they walk in the house... I don't smell nothing. Where's the food? And they said, oh, mother-in-law's sick in the bed. And Jesus is like, we can't have that. We got to eat. Where's she at? And he went and took her by the hand and got up. And she got up, went to the kitchen and started cooking. Woo! Come on, Jesus. Look at him. The fever left her and she began to wait on him. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door. Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Even the devil knows who he is. Very eagerly in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house, went to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Can I tell you this morning? Everyone is looking for a touch from Jesus. Many people don't even know what they're looking for. They don't know that they're desiring a touch. They're desiring a relationship. They're desiring His hand to be laid upon them. But I'm telling you, they're searching for something. And what they're searching for is Jesus. And we have to be His hands extended. And we say, Jesus, why don't you touch anybody anymore? He does. He just does it through your hands. You know, Peter's, I wonder what Peter said. You know, Peter might have said, Lord, I, I like Carmen used to sing that song about how Jesus raised Peter from, Peter's mother-in-law. And Peter was like, that wasn't even a prayer I prayed. Here, there's a lot of jokes. I mean, there's always been mother-in-law jokes. I used to love telling my mother-in-law good mother-in-law jokes. One day the wife told her husband, you hate my relatives. He said, no, I don't. In fact, I like your mother-in-law better than I like mine. Y'all will get that on the way home. I like your mother-in-law more than I like mine. I, ever, I told my mother-in-law this one. Uh, the son-in-law, he, 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 you know, he wanted to get his mother-in-law something good for Christmas, so he bought her a burial plot. He gave her, gave her the certificate for the burial plot. Next Christmas, 
She opened her gifts and she didn't have anything from him. She said, you didn't give me nothing this year? He said, no, you didn't use what I gave you last year. You know, last week, last week, I, to- I told you about Solomon and his wisdom and how the mothers brought the, to- the baby and how Solomon said, let's cut it in half. But did you hear about the other one? Yeah. Two women came before Solomon dragging this young man in a three-piece suit, a young lawyer. And they said, listen, he agreed to marry my daughter. And she said, no, he agreed to marry my daughter. Solomon said, bring me the biggest sword. Let's cut this attorney in half. I'll give half to each of you. One mother, the first one said, sounds good to me. Cut him in half. But the other woman said, oh, sir, do not spill innocent blood. Let the other woman marry him. King Solomon, he didn't hesitate. He said, give him to the first woman. But all of this, everybody said, whoa, wait a minute. She was willing to cut him in half. He's like, yeah. She's the real mother-in-law. So I don't know the relationship that Peter had with his mother-in-law. It must have been pretty good. She lived with him. But she had a need. You know, I don't know what she had. She probably had some kind of virus or flu or COVID. She had something. That made her spy, fever spike. We're in one place in the Bible, the one translation says she had a high fever. So it was probably 102, 103, something that you would go to the doctor about. I mean, it was, it was serious, but they, they didn't have any Tylenol. You couldn't just take some ibuprofen. They didn't have those things. So people died from simple uh, things. They thank, thank God for modern medicine. But here this woman lay, sick. Maybe at the point of death. Unable to get up. If she, if she knew Jesus was in the house, she would have no doubt met him. She would have been there to fix something for him, to prepare a meal. She would have done something, but she was in a situation she couldn't. Have you ever been in a situation where you can't do what you like to do? You can't fulfill your calling. You can't use your gifts. You, you, you want to do, but you just can't. You don't have the strength, the energy. There's something happening in your life that causes you to be unable to function. Jesus reached in. The Bible says that he took her by the hand and he lifted her up. Can I tell you this morning that one touch of his hand will lift you? It'll lift you out of your despondency. It'll lift you from your anxiety and fears. One touch from His hand will lift you up out of whatever you're going through, and it'll cause you to get back to doing what God has called you to do. Many of you, amen, are sidelined. Amen, you're you're not able to, to fulfill your purpose and your calling. Life has found a way to knock you down. But I want to tell you this morning, one touch of His hand will lift Lift you up and put you back in service. One touch. We look at it so many times in the Word of God. We we see that Jesus spoke the Word. He didn't even have to touch people. He would just say, be clean, be healed. He would send the Word. and, and, And they he didn't even go to some people and they were just healed at His Word. 
But there's many times when Jesus actually stopped, that he stooped, he got down on people's level. He touched people that no one else would touch. He gave them that contact. You see, all of us desire contact, human touch, relationship. So many are in a place to where they're not receiving. Jesus reached his hand. You remember the leper? There was laws against touching them. It would make you unclean. Lepers had to stay so far away. And when people came into their presence, they had to yell out, unclean, unclean. They had no touch from their, from their family, from their friends, from their spouse, from their children. And no doubt they longed for that touch, that disease. It was horrible. And many people were affected. And Jesus came to this man. And he touched him. And he said, be clean. And immediately he was clean. He touched this blind man. He took his eyes and he put his hands on those sockets. He touched him. And he could see. He took the deaf and dumb man and he took him aside and he put his fingers in his ears. And he opened his ears. He touched children and he, he said, suffer not the children to come unto me. He allowed people to come. And when the disciples were trying to keep people away, Jesus said, no, let them come. He never pushes anyone away, but he welcomes you with open arms. And he wants to reach out and touch you. When others are afraid, even when the law said you can't, Jesus said, I can. I am the high priest. I can. I am bigger than sickness and disease. I am the healer. And Jesus made him clean. That woman that was bent over, the Bible says in Luke, that he, she, he, he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up. Oh, can I get an amen? Don't you wish the Lord would lay his hand on some of these teenagers and they'd straighten up? The Lord, lay your hand on me. Let me straighten up. It's important. Touch is important. In the 1920s, the death rate among premature infants in America approached 100%. Think about that. 100%. The preemies in the 20s, they didn't know what to do. Dr. Fritz Talbert of Boston uh, was brought over from Germany, and he brought a new concept. Tender, loving care. Wow. That was a new concept. <laughs> I thought that should have been around forever. Tender, loving care. Because while visiting the children's clinic in Dusseldorf, he noticed that when doctors had done everything medically they could for a baby and they couldn't recover, they called in this old woman named Anna. And she would hold these babies and rock these babies and sing to these babies. And I saw Amy do that around the, that uh, Colin's bed, singing to her, Jesus loves me, this I know. And holding her little finger and... Collins would just grasp on with her little fingers, hold on to her hand. There's something about touch. And he began to see that when 
This old lady began to hold these babies and rock them and sing to them daily. They began to get better. After all, the medical couldn't do anything. There's something, there's power in a touch. Amen? In South Africa, in South, in South America, Renee Spitz observed in an understaffed orphanage. They had 97 children. They were deprived of emotional and physical contact. 27 died the first year, 7 the second. Simply from a lack of touch and physical nurturing. People just left to their self, left alone, left untouched, unloved, can't survive. We wither up, we dry up. Whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're a child, whether you're sick, whether you are healthy, God created us for touch, for relationship. But most of all, He created us for His touch. He created us in His image, in His likeness. He breathed the breath of life into us, and He holds us in His hand. Somebody say, touch me, Lord. Jesus made a, such a difference when he touched people. He created us to feel loved by touch, hugs, and kisses, and contact. Babies are no different. The power of words. He said, we're praying your babies to talk to them. To hear your voice. Every time I'd go in there, I would tell Collins, I call her Papa's Princess. Papa loves you. Papa loves you, Collins. I'm going to tell her that every day of her life, every day of my life. I wanted to know that Papa loves her. I told her, come on, you got to get on up. Papa's got to spoil you. I got stuff to buy you. Listen, we're going <laughs> to. Come on, we got stuff to do. We got places to go. We got to go do some things. You got to get out of here. Listen, she's, she, she, she knows. She's like, I got to get better. Papa's going to take me to Disney World. Well, at least on a Disney cruise. I don't know. <laughs> Sent Jacob Morgan a picture the other day of a pink four-wheeler. I said, is it too early to buy this? He said... Yes, I think that's four or five years too early. Okay, I'll hold off. Papa's ready to spoil two grandbabies. There's a four-year-old had a next-door neighbor, an older elderly man, and he lost his wife. One day, the old man was sitting on his porch crying, and the little four-year-old walked over and crawled up in his lap. The mom, just kind of horrified, <laughs> rushed over and got him, and the mother asked him, what did you say? The little boy said, nothing. I just helped him cry. Listen, sometimes there's, there's nothing to say. Sometimes we don't know what to say. Sometimes people are going through things that we don't understand and we don't have an answer. And you know what I encourage you to do? 
when you don't have an answer, don't try to make one up. Don't tell people you understand when you don't. You know what it's best to do? Just cry with them. Laugh when they laugh. Cry when they cry. Just be there for them. And touch them. Touch them with your presence. Touch them with your prayers. Touch them with your words. Y'all, this week have touched us with your calls, with your prayers, with your texts, with your messages. Just knowing that you are standing with us. Nobody has ever been touched by Jesus that it didn't change their life. All through the Word of God. We see every single person that Jesus touched, He changed them. This woman's no different. He took her by the hand and He said, Rise and get up and let's get lunch going. And the Bible says she got up and started serving them. She didn't even have any residual. Usually, you know, you get over your fever, you get up, you're still weak. And you, no, she, she was perfectly made whole. She got up and began to serve. The Lord wants you to get up. And you have been touched. He now wants you to reach out and touch others. Begin to serve others. Minister to others. Be, 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 be in the place that He wants you to be so that you can touch others that are hurting. And then when, they, when everybody heard about it. Everybody heard. Listen, when God does a miracle for one, the word spreads. And everybody started showing up. Hey, y'all hear about Peter's mother-in-law? Yeah, she was sick. She was about to die. And then Jesus touched her, and she's healed. And I heard, I heard she's cooking right now. I heard she's serving them. I heard she's up cleaning the house. I heard that one guy say, Ooh, don't take my mother-in-law down there. Leave, leave her, leave her there. No, he didn't. No, he said, come on, mother-in-law, let's go, let's get you healed. Come on, wife, come on, husband, come on, baby. Listen, my aunt, Francine, it's documented. Documented by doctors, documented in a book. With Kenneth Hagin and Tyler doing a crusade, my aunt Francine was in the hospital dying cancer many many years ago when she was young they sent her home we've done all that we can do we're sending you home to die but my grandmother was a praying woman of God and she knew if I could get her to Jesus if she one touch is all she needs kind of like the woman with the issue of blood and my grandmother took her my sick aunt her daughter dying of cancer to that revival meeting. When they walked in, Kenneth Hagin stopped and said, Woman, I see a black spirit right in here on your lungs. And he began to pray and rebuke that in Jesus' name. And Aunt Francine lived to be 90-something years old, instantly healed by the power of God. Why? Because Jesus touched her. He's no respecter of persons. He's done it for so many. And he can do it for you this morning. When Jesus 
The Bible says they all came. They all came. And he began to cast out devils, heal the sick. I mean, that house couldn't hold them. I mean, revival broke out. It doesn't take but just one touch. And you know what? The word will spread. Lord, touch us here in the Lord's house. Let one person be touched by the power of God. Amen. Let a supernatural miracle open a blind eye, open a deaf ear, cast out a devil, grow out a limb, replace an organ. Deborah was just telling us about Jamie. Jamie was born with only one kidney, correct? One kidney. There he is sitting right there. I didn't see him hiding behind his head. Born with one kidney. And then how old was he when he went back to the doctor? Six years old. He goes to the doctor and they do a scan. Hey, what sums up here? Bring the, let's look here. Look, here it is. No kidney. New scan. New kidney. Where'd that come from? He didn't get a kidney transplant. He got touched by the hand of God. And a new kidney. How does that happen? It's miraculous, but it's what our God does. It's who He is and how He operates. He's still touching and changing and restoring. He knew what Peter's mother-in-law needed. He knew she needed to hear His voice and feel His touch. And today, He knows that you need to hear His voice and feel His touch. What do you need for Jesus to touch you? You just need to want Him. You need to be hungry for Him. You need to be open to Him. You need to draw near. He said, draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto you. Believe that He loves you and that He wants to touch you. The man told Jesus, I know that you can heal me if you want to, if you will. You know, so many of us have that problem today. We know that God is able. We just don't think He'll do it for us. Can I tell you this morning? He'll do it for you. He loves you. You're worthy. Not in yourself, but because of what He's done. He loves you. You're His child. And the devil tells you you're not worthy of his touch. You're not worthy of his love. You've made mistakes. You've messed up. Yes, all of us have. And he still loves us. Just like that little baby Collins. I'm telling you, I don't know what her life holds or what she's going to do. But I can tell you this. There ain't nothing she can ever do to make Papa not love her. And be there for her. You can't do anything or go anywhere to get away from the love of your Heavenly Father. Today, He wants to touch you. He loves you. Jill, would you come to the piano? Could we just sing a verse of that song, Touching Jesus? I've heard this song in years. I don't know if I can remember the words, but this morning, I just know that Jesus has touched Collins. We've watched it every day. We've watched her get better daily, hourly. And I know that he can touch you this morning. What's going on in your life? What pain, what sickness, what 
anxiety, what fears, what worry, what... Where are you at that you need to hear Jesus say, I love you and I'll restore you? To feel His touch upon your life? To feel Him lift you up out of whatever mess and circumstance you're in and get you back into service? She got up and started serving. See, when you've been touched by God, you want other people to feel that same touch. It's time that we get out and we be His hands extended and we begin to touch people and love people and restore people and tell people it's going to be all right. You can make it. You can do it. Get up. He's what really matters. A woman, a woman tried many positions yet grew worse so to Jesus she came oh but when the crowds tried to resist her there's always somebody trying to push you away Oh, she whispered these words through her pain. Oh, touching Jesus is all that really matters. Then your life will never be the same. stand to our feet. If you want Jesus, if you need Jesus to touch your life, touch your heart, touch your body, touch your family, touch your your, your relationships, touch your finances, touch your health. You say, Jesus, I need you to reach down and touch me. I need you to pick me up. I need a touch from the master this morning. Would you just step out of your seat? Would you come and stand around these altars and let me just pray with you? Come on, let's sing this next verse. As I sing it, won't you come? Lift your hands and say, Jesus, touch me.
and you will not pass them by. You're able and willing to touch each and every one of them this morning. Touch that heart and bring restoration. Touch that mind and bring peace. Touch that body and bring healing. Deliver from that habit and addiction. Restore them where the enemy has destroyed and stolen is all we need. Just let him touch you. Just feel his big hand of love just covering you right now. He hears your prayer. He knows your cry. He's touching ever so gently. Easing that pain, restoring, delivering, healing. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, as He's reaching His hand out to touch you, reach out and take His hand this morning. Say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord, my Savior, my friend. I receive your touch today. I receive your call today. I take you by the hand and I'll follow you from this moment forward. I'm yours. Fathers, your hand is so strong upon many. I pray that you would raise them up to do service. Raise them up to do the call of God. Raise them up to minister. Raise them up to reach out and touch others. Let your healing touch flow through them and let them touch others and they be healed also. 
through their words, through their gifts, through their service. Touch every mother this morning. Touch every father this morning. Touch every grandma and grandpa. Touch every child. Father, I stand with our church family this morning as we stretch our hands toward Medical City in Dallas. Touch my son, Jacob, and my daughter-in-law, Morgan. Strengthen them. Thank you for their faith. Thank you for their love for you. Thank you that you're being with them and you're strong in them. Thank you, Lord, as they're holding baby Collins today. Lord, as they touch her, she knows mom and daddy's voice. She knows their touch. Thank you for those doctors and nurses and all they've done. But Jesus, I thank you for your touch on my grandbaby. And I thank you that she is completely healed. That that little heart beats perfectly and no longer jumps into those racing modes. Thank you for a fresh breath in her lungs. And thank you for bringing her out of that hospital and home. Thank you for the gift of God upon her life. Thank you for her calling and her purpose. She'll be the woman of God you've called her to be. Thank you for that touch. Somebody say, Jesus, thank you for touching me today. Thank you for that touch. Thank you. Can you sing it with me one more time? Oh, touching Jesus is all that really matters. Then your life. Then your life will never be the same. Oh, come on, say, I'll never be the same again after today. Oh, there's only one way to touch Him. Somebody say, I believe. It's just believe when you call on. It's just believe when you call on his name. Pastor Marcel.